Hello and welcome to All Villa No Villa, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team. Well, Villa were up against Man City, who looked every inch the defending Premier League champions in the first half. But in the second, there were signs of life from the Villa boys who went down 3-1. More on that in a second. Plus, Frankie dishes up another one of his ultra-hot, spicy questions. But first things first, we ask the same question every week. Frankie, how are you? I'm in mean, a, you know, a great deal of panic, George. There's there's UFOs flying over the United <laughs> States and Canada getting shot down. Like I feel like I'm in the 1950s here. It's, my theory about those uh, cylindrical objects, those UFOs, is that they're somebody going to extreme lengths to watch 3pm games on a Saturday <laughs> in the Premier League. Because in the UK, we get we get listeners from sort of all over the world and and Premier League games are very accessible. But 3pm on a Saturday in the UK, if you want to watch that game, oh no, you better buy your tickets and travel on up because you ain't going to watch it. You know what it's- we should do, Frankie? Just purely for marketing purposes, imagine this. We fly an all-villa-no-filler balloon high above the American stratosphere. Joe Biden shoots it down, and uh, and and all of a sudden they start investigating and realizing it's a it's a it's a it's a UK based podcast about. Guys, <laughs> they shot that? that down during the Trump era. Oh, Donald Trump! <laughs> we found this thing called All Villa No Filler. They're uh, they're apparently they're a podcast, folks. I'm going to investigate them. George Zelensky, he's fake news. Frankie McGuire, fake news. Aston Villa, they suck. They're a terrible team. I think we, I think we're missing a trick. I think that's what we need to be doing. That's it. <laughs> we need to be spreading. At least we need to be spreading the word far and wide. And if it takes flying a balloon <laughs> high above foreign waters, then that's what we need to be doing. I, I love the idea that an American F sixteen, like or whatever it is, a jet, like flying up to the stratosphere to shoot down an all Villa no Villa balloon. <laughs> and then, it's, it, it's basically the the balloon is like my head. <laughs> Sort of shape, like, sort of smile, smiling away as it's gunned down, <laughs> just floating down to the tragically floating down to the sea, just floats around. Your face looking really sad after Villa have lost three one. Yeah, to that just, city. sort of like you know, really sort of crumpled, like you know, yeah, like a, just a balloon, sort of just burst and flat, flo- <laughs> floating, floating near 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 sort of the Cuban coastline. Yeah. Me and you we taking to, it for questioning. We need to do it. I, well, I think we need something anyway to distract ourselves from what was a yes. uh, very, very disappointing first half, at least at the Etihad. Um, yeah. Frankie, what what did you make of it? Because it was an interesting game. First off, I was very deflated, very much like a all filler, no filler um, balloon. But yeah. um, the the spy balloons, spy balloon. But second half, it was slightly more promising. So, what did you think? Uh, yeah. I, oh my god! Like, so I was on my own in a pub, so in 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 London, uh, and I. When I went to this pub, I thought, well, maybe there'll be like a Villa fan who turns up. Not a single one. So I was totally on my own. Yeah, it was... Um, first half was so frustrating because you're like, you know, you go to Man City and you think, all right, first things first, don't concede a goal early doors, right? Just yeah. just don't, yeah. don't do that. And if you're going to concede a goal, well, if it's Man City... Maybe they'll conjure something that is absolutely incredible and you can't stop it. And you think, all right, fair enough. The first goal being from just an ordinary corner and a header in the fourth minute, you're just thinking, lads, like, come on. Mm, Yeah, yeah. Come on. And then from there, it just got even worse, you know, because second goal, I mean, Callum Chambers struggled, you know, a lot first half. And then the second goal for him to just... 
it was it was the second or third time he'd lost his runner and the ball went in behind Erling Haaland and you're thinking all right Erling Haaland he can't take the chance because Emi Martinez has come out fast enough so the angle's cut off turns around you're thinking like all right well you know put a stop to whatever he's trying to do and then he puts the ball across and bloody Gundogan again like he did last season doing exactly the same back post goal you think oh lads come on and then the third goal like Jack Grealish you know he did this for years for us yeah so to see him do it against Villa for against Jacob Ramsey of all players an actual like you know Villa lad it was so blatant that he just sort of stopped threw his leg up and waited for the connection and went down and you know he, he's he's brilliant at doing it and he won the penalty and it you know it it was it, it was you know people say it's intelligent play it was a dive really like but he waited for the, the connection he got it and three nil and you're just thinking like what was so frustrating in that first half was that like everything we did wrong we we did wrong or you know we we made it easy for city that's what that's what was frustrating mm, yeah dean really struggled and i don't know whether that was kind of the setup whether he was told as a left back to get further forward and try and cause them problems but it just felt that there was so much space in behind him all the time mares had a field day de bruyne seemed to have a field day out there uh, Kamara was off it in the first half. Um, just everybody kind of really, except maybe Esri Konza, I think deserved a bit of credit. That first half was just incredibly frustrating. And the few occasions where we had breakaways, like in the first 30 seconds or the yeah. moment Bailey got the ball, on both occasions you would say Bailey first touch just wasn't up to it. And, mm. um, you know, I... I've looked for every single reason ever to try and, you know, look for ways for Bailey to be a positive player in the Villa team. And there are games where he can be that, where he, you know, he's really on it and at it. But today was just not that. And it was one of them games where you look at him and you think, the reason he's not playing for an absolutely top, top side is because he can't be consistent enough. His first touch isn't trustworthy enough. Um, So that first half was... uh, as frustrating as it gets. I mean, George, what what did you think of the first half? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I completely agree. You don't want to concede early against City. I, I didn't expect us to win today, but I thought we would be more competitive than we were, particularly in the first half, as, as we were saying. You know, second half, much, much better, yeah. which we'll get on to. But first half, um, yeah, very disappointing, as you say. Really basic goals to concede. Uh, Rodri running off Kamara for the for the header to score from the corner. One nil inside four minutes, and I'm like, oh my god! I actually remember thinking, it's funny, you know, you you messaged me exactly the, at the same point when I was thinking, like, don't just from this corner, let's just not concede, get it away, get ahead on it, and yeah. and yeah, basic stuff, really, really basic, elemental stuff. So you're off, you're 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 on the back foot then against City away, you know, who are smelling blood with Arsenal. Uh, starting to show signs of, of slipping up in the in the title race, so you don't want to give them any sort of early advantage, and that, that's exactly what we did for the second goal. You know, um, yeah, Chambers Chambers really did struggle, perhaps to be expected. Obviously, he's not by any stretch first choice, um, and with Mings out injured, obviously he had to come in because we had no nobody else. Well, frankly. Can, can um, I say something about Chambers just before you know before you continue that I think. Chambers really struggled today, obviously. But the problem is, like, if you're coming in 
and you've not played much at all for not just you know Villa where he's been largely a bench bench player, but also at Arsenal where he barely yeah. played as well for the last couple of years. It's so difficult to come in and be a centre back mm. and be up to speed when you're playing against bloody Man City. Yeah. You know, a, 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 a team run by a country, let's face it, playing football with the cheat code on, um, it's extremely difficult. So I, in some ways, you know, whilst it, it's Chambers really struggled today, I do feel like a level of sympathy with him and, um, you know, to come in and play when he's not up to pace. And also, you know, Villa, they really missed Mings, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we talk about that first goal again. Mings's aerial threat, physicality, really, really was missed. Absolutely, because if anyone could could handle Haaland, you know, Mings is 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 about as as good a defender as anybody. I think really against him, he, he proved that in the one-all draw at, at Villa Park earlier in the season. Um, really, really good up against Haaland there. So big, big loss. And absolutely, I do have sympathy for Chambers. Um, I really do. And and even with the second goal, yeah, okay, um, it was an error, but but I think as well, probably lack of communication between him and Martinez you know should mm. Martinez have run out you know it, it just seemed to be just the the, the the yeah the communication was off there which... I think it was on Chambers that it was definitely yeah on Chambers, I think. yeah 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 possibly possibly but um but yeah I, I yeah it's, it was a difficult game for him I, I do I, to be honest I, I do expect him to be moved on in the summer when when Emery starts really really reshaping his side um mm. you know June July August so um yeah but yeah yeah, he just he just lacks that bit of quality, really. And and in terms of us progressing, he's he's not really one of the players you'd expect to be to be sticking around. Um, you know, with with the Dina um, issue again, were you surprised to see him ex- him start over Moreno? Um, slightly. I did wonder if if Moreno would start in left midfield, so that we'd mm. have the two left backs on that side. I just don't know what went wrong with Dina today, to be honest. He he seems to just be constantly caught out of place and just really struggled. I don't know whether the instructions from Emery just weren't suited to him or whether he just had a terrible day, but something was really off with Dean today. And to be quite frank, I mean, I, I don't think he's been a great signing. I, I hate to say that about Villa players, you know, but for the money we signed yeah, for, for the, Yeah, for the price tag and, and allegedly the wages he's on. Yeah, you want you want kind of more for your money, don't you? I I, I would Absolutely. I would agree. And and again, you know, you're looking at just Gerard signings generally. Aside from Kamara, oh. oh. Dini has been off the pace of Chambers. We've just been talking about just um, Stephen really Gerrard. Disappointing. Stephen, my God, Stephen. He's like Stephen Gerrard's that. Oh, I, just, I mean, it. What I would say about that first half, you know, we just mentioned Mings there, is that God almighty, Villa miss Mings when he's not there, don't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's been one of our better players this season. Yeah. Absolutely. Which is which is hilarious, given the fact that, you know, at the start of the season, he was, he was again, sort of bumped off by Gerard, stripped of the captaincy, all the rest of it. It's, 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 it's is it, hilarious. What, was it what, a, what a bad, what a bad judge of, of a player, Stephen Gerrard, it really is. I mean, stripping of stripping him of the captaincy. I mean, at the time, you know, I'll be honest, George, I thought Gerard has every right to name his own captain, right? Fine. I get it. Um, But, you know, when you really think about it, like, even, even at the time, it was obvious, like, this is, this is pretty brutal. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it was it's a bold, sending a message play. to Tyra Mings, I don't really rate you. 
And I've signed Diego Carlos, and I've started him in the first game away at Bournemouth this season. And uh, well, we which we lost two 0 by the way against probably the worst team in the league. And uh, um, went and alienated a player who is absolutely crucial ever since we came back to the Premier League. And yes, I think Villa, if they want to push up to the you know pushing into Europe. Probably have to improve. You probably have to improve in some way on things, but at the same time, firstly, I think he's underrated, and I see. I think you see it every single time Villa don't play with him, and I think you saw it today in the first half for Villa, where we just didn't have the organisation, and a lot of the, the the goals that we conceded, it felt to me like probably were the fact that we just didn't have Mings there, mm. and had Chambers instead. It just isn't quite up to what Mings is at the moment, and. Um, you know, Ming's last season in the last ga- game we played against City, I think he was responsible for at least one of the goals where his first touch was off it. So he does have a mistake in him, obviously. We all know that. But God almighty, it don't half make a difference when he ain't there, does it? No, yeah, absolutely. You know, he was he was he was badly missed. And then as 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 you mentioned, the penalty. Grealish absolutely making the most of it, and as you say, you know, for if when he does it for us, you love him for it. But when it's against us, you think, ah, oh, against his boyhood club, against his boyhood club. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's um, it was disappointing to see, but 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 by that point, you know, three nil, particularly the the timings of the goals so early on in the first half, and then mm. and then so late again, you know, towards the end of the, the end of the first half, you're thinking, well, this is this is it. But let's let's kind of move on to the positives of the second half. Yes. I mean, ultimately, we didn't we didn't win the game um, or draw it, uh, but. Second half was much, much better. I thought um, the substitutes that Q came on really made a difference. Great to yeah. see McGinn back on the field. I thought he looked very energetic and up for it, snapping yep. his tackles. Um, so he was a real positive. John Duran as well, um, mm-hmm. you know, coming in and, 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 and being that sort of physical uh, focal point, which yeah. we have lacked for, for some time, doing really, really well, and and Ollie Watkins, another goal for him again, yes. perhaps proving Emery right to sell Ings. He's really settled into that that role as our as our number nine. Although you know he's <laughs> Triore's our number nine, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, d- doing the business at the top of the pitch for us again, mm-hmm. really good finish. Actually, I did well to hold off the Man City defenders. R- mm-hmm. Really good finish there. Yeah, it was so, a really good finish. Yeah, and a good ball so, from Douglas Louise too. Yeah, great ball and from Dougie. And so, a good pressing from Jon Duran as well. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So, so he was really good to see him, and um, Felipe Coutinho as well, showing flashes of, of what he still has to offer off yeah. the bench, forcing um, uh, Edison into a into a really decent save when when it was three one, could have been three two, and mm-hmm. you never know from that point. But but yeah, much much better second half, and we can take positives from that. So, but what did you think of um, of the second forty five? Well, I think what it represented was that you know Villa obviously were much better. Man City obviously took their foot off the gas, but. I think it showed that City are vulnerable this season. They're not, you know, the classic kind of like City that go on their 15-game winning streaks. As mentioned by David Mooney in the podcast uh, that I did with him recently this week, David Mooney from Blue Moon Podcast, which is a Man City podcast, um, it it showed that, you know, what we said in that was that City are, um, if if you get at them and don't sit back, you can cause them a lot of problems. And it felt like in the first half, we were too passive just kind of sat mm. back and just let them do what they wanted whereas second half we're more in their face and particularly after the substitutions which kind of you know screwed things up for city a bit where they'd had their plan and we you know new players come on and uh, provide a fresh impetus 
Um, it made a huge difference. And my God, like there were a couple of occasions where I thought it might just go to three two in the uh, you know in the eightieth around the eighty minute mark. And if it gone to three two, well, who knows what the hell's going to happen in the last ten mm. minutes? You know, um, I think it I think it represented that something was there for Villa today. Um, and the first half performance just didn't allow us to go after what could have been. Um, so, you know, I think Uno Emery, he'll have probably learned, he's probably learning all the time about what his players are capable of, mm-hmm. what they can do and can't do, um, who he maybe has decided or is going to decide this summer, I could probably do without them. Um, but second half for sure, like, Ollie Watkins to get another goal. He's done really well since the World Cup break, since we came back yeah. from the World Cup. Yeah. Um, he still has his frustrating elements to his play. You know, occasionally the first touch isn't right or he misses an easy chance. But overall, the way he's been playing since the World Cup break has been really good. You know, assists. I think it's three or four goals he's got now. Um, and another one against City away. You know, it's a tough place to go as it gets. Um it was a really good finish and a good ball from Louise and really good pressing from Yon Duran, who, you know, let 19 years of age, he's playing without fear, isn't he? I, w- I was on my own in that pub, as I mentioned. And I swear, I was looking around at everybody who probably wasn't that into football. And I was like, Yon Duran, he's fucking well winning a, a, a Ballon d'Or in three years. He marked my words. Bubakar Kamara in two years, Yon Duran in three years. You marked my words. And they looked at me and they were like, can somebody get this guy out of the pub, please? There is a security um, record. Security. Yeah. But, you know, he was so lucky to hit the crossbar. What a fantastic effort that was. And in your second game in the Premier League at 19 years of age in a totally new country, a new culture, new teammates, to be able to, like, show, you know, the impetus he did, not only today against City, but also in his uh, debut game, where there were flashes of what he's capable of, Um it was it was it was really positive and something to genuinely be quite excited about and to you know to to think he gets to work with Unai Emery, Professor Unai, for the rest of the season is going to identify his positives, identify his weaknesses, and work at it with him. Um, it, it is is exciting and uh, you know it's early days and it's going to be tougher times ahead for him in the Premier League. Lots of defenders are going to work him out and try and bully him and all that, but. There's definitely something to have witnessed today and in his debut and to think there's something there and uh, I look forward to seeing what he can do. Um, but Villa definitely, I think, showed, as you mentioned with Coutinho as well, showed that there was something there today against City. There's something to, you can get at them. And I think that our first half display really let us down and the second half display showed what could have been. But, you know, what did you, what did you think of uh, Yonder Run as well, George? Yeah, I mean, as, as I say, he... Um... He's very confident. He sort of went for a 40-yard cracker, didn't he, when sort of lost his footing and it was a bit embarrassing. But um, but it, that that moment did go to show that he's, yeah, he's full of confidence, which is, um, you know, perhaps surprising of uh, of a 19-year-old who has come to, a, come to a new country and is playing in arguably the the strongest league in the in the world. Well, physically, um, probably the toughest league in the world, yeah. Yeah, 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 physically, absolutely. It, it, very tough, demanding, tough yeah. Very, very Pace demanding, tough, yeah. Definitely, but but yeah, he 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 was getting himself about. He was he was challenging for 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 every ball aerially and and on the ground as well. And as you say, he did really well to to harry the the the, the city players, which which helped set up um, Watkins for for our goal. So he said, yeah, he's had a he's had a really really good impact. I mean, after the game, Emery was speaking and said, you know, we do have to take our time with him, and he has to work on 
lots of elements of his game. And I think that's clear to see how, how raw he is. He is, is perhaps he's too exuberant, maybe. Um, he needs to perhaps think about his positioning and, and where he needs to be and how he needs to adapt to the way that we play, which is understandable and and, mm-hmm. and true of every player, but, but perhaps even more true of him, given his age and his lack of experience at a, at a really high level of football. So, yeah, I'm, I'm excited to, to see how he gets on. I really want him to to uh, to do well for us um and um and develop with us and and it's always really exciting seeing a, a young player set oh down it's and, amazing isn't it and, and and become yeah become become a, a focal point for us and yeah i I, th- I think i think you know next season we might see a bit more of him but i'm, I'm still i'm still anticipating in the summer we'll we'll strengthen uh that forward line in all areas and uh and duran will have to sort of fit into that that rotation yeah. um which which is to be expected Hopefully we can go further in cup competitions next year where he'll get a real chance to perhaps show what he's all about. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we, I think we'll need to take our time with him, but it's great. It's great to see him in a Villa shirt. It's great to see him um, get minutes against some really top, top sides. All Villa, no filler on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Welcome back, everybody. Now it is time for this. George and I might not be talking for much longer as I ask this, the spicy question. And today, George, I ask you, how would you feel if Emmy Martinez left the Mighty Villa this summer? Well, I, I, I believe you're asking me this question in reference to uh, comments uh, Emiliano Martinez gave to, I think it was France Football. I can't, I'm not yeah. completely sure of the publication, but basically saying that, uh, you know, he's ta- he wants to win a, a Champions League and obviously admits that that's going to be very challenging with, with Aston Villa during his career. You know, talks about his 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 desire to uh, to progress and, and, and win more titles. And yeah, I mean, that's, that's completely understandable. He's had the most incredible summer. Um, you know, winning winning the World Cup with Argentina, uh, and also the year before winning Copa America with Argentina, and he's arguably the best goalkeeper in the Premier League, arguably the best goalkeeper in the world. So, um, yeah, I mean, and he's at Aston Villa. Um, obviously, you know, as we know, Frankie, a very very big club. But as you know, playing Man City today, uh, and um, and you know, Man City are are in the Champions League. He didn't have keepers in it, did he? He made a couple yeah, of big saves. He did there. make a couple of very good saves, including really that one from 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 Jack Greedish as well. Um which would have been very painful to see go into the back of the net. Anyway, um yeah, I mean obviously I'd be gutted. He's our he's he's our best player. Um he's he's the best goalkeeper we've had. Maybe ever. <laughs> I mean, maybe I mean, ever. Yeah. Yeah. He's I was about won the to, World I Cup. To, I mean Yeah, I know. I was about to think of, of someone who would Nigel rival him. Spink. Spink maybe, and and then in more recent years, obviously Friedel was very good, and Bosnich yeah. was a bit of an icon. Um, but yeah, no, I think you know he, he's he probably usurps usurps them. Um, and and the football as we we've mentioned I mean, before, Jimmy Jack, Jimmy Rimmer, Jimmy Rimmer, Rimmer maybe maybe, but... maybe again, but like it's, does it's... Jimmy Rimmer won a World Cup? Nope. It's the World Cup, isn't it? It's, it's the World Cup. And the so, Copa um, America and being such an enormous part of it. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. Ab- he's, absolutely. He's a unique, unique player. 
a very unique player. And yeah, he rubs people up the wrong way um, with his antics and all the rest of it. But in terms of his ability, I don't think you can question just how good he is. And we've spoken before on this podcast about how meteoric his rise has been and yeah. what an incredible journey he's had, you know, through the lower leagues in, in England and loan spells away in, in, in other countries and, and spending a best part of a decade at Arsenal before sort of getting his chance and moving Emmy, to us. And Emmy Martinez played for Rotherham. He, yeah, played for Rotherham, played for Oxford. Um yeah, just just astonishing really. He, you know, his 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 transformation has been has been unlike any other um, player that I can think of that plays very for us few. anyway. Yeah, very, very few very players. Few. Very few. Yeah. So, uh, so, uh, and and he's at the peak of his powers, really. Um, and he's never been more saleable as an asset, frankly. Mm-hmm. There's been talk as well about his relationship with Emery. Um, you know, Emery said after the World Cup, given his sort of, behavior with the golden glove uh that, that he would be talking to martinez when Which, he by the way i actually liked and i, I won't go into why i liked it but i did i did actually really it was, it was pretty funny it was pretty funny well, and just all these oligarchs looking standing there looking at this trophy being all you know oh, i'm you know I'm, I'm, I'm the man and emmy martinez just goes and does that and you're like Do you know what actually i wouldn't like to support something like this but in this occasion you know they well, he's a, he's a he's a real character, and and what and, and characters are, uh, are, are what we've lacked at Villa Park for for se- for seasons. Yeah, yes. So I imagine he's a he's a big influence in the dressing room, and um, you know one of the sort of captain in all but name figures that we have at the club, which uh, we've lacked for for years. So he's he's in, he's integral. I think he is pretty integral on and off the pitch, um, and for that reason, yeah, obviously I'll be gutted if he decides to move on in the summer. Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing is, after the whole Grealish situation, no player is is unsellable. Um, and and if a club comes in with an offer relatively similar to how much we sold Grealish for, um, you look at it and think, well, yeah, possibly, yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's he. Every player is 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 for sale to some well, extent. Here's, here's on a question I've got to you, George. Which Teams, do you think if which teams do you think would come in for Emmy Martinez at the moment? Well, the, well, absolutely. I mean, this is this is the other thing. If you look at all the teams that could afford him, they've already probably got. You know, the, the goalkeepers are probably not the areas they're looking to strengthen in. Mm-hmm. Maybe United. Perhaps I had a brain. The, I, had a, I think I had a bit of a brainwave yesterday. And I think United are one team that I think I agree with. I think United might be one. Do you know the other one? Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I mean... Kepa, they... Kepa's not up to it. Eduardo no. ain't up to it. Mendy. Is it Mendy? Yeah, uh, yeah. Eduard Mendy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, Big yeah. money keepers, but, you know, Chelsea just blowing money for well, for fun. Yeah, no, of course. I, I get... I, I, I don't know. I, I look at their spending in January and I wonder how much they can really realistically now spend in the summer. I mean, they yeah. can't have... An, surely, surely they cannot have another transfer window yeah, like that again. You'd think... Yeah. They've, they've got so they've got so many players now in, in every position. I mean, yes, probably looking at the goalkeeper area, that's something to improve. But let's not forget, Kepa was outrageously expensive. 70 million quid. Just astonishing money, which I, I I'm assuming is a record. Is, is I think it was a record at the time. I guess it's still a record for a goalkeeper. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, I can't be sure on that, but but I mean, seventy yeah. million is a lot of money, particularly for for 
goalkeeper who wasn't even playing last season. He's still pretty young. And and maybe for that reason, they might hold hope that he will improve as, you know, goalkeepers tend to improve in their later years. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whether they, they would look at that potentially, but possibly, you just don't know. I mean, I look, I look at United and I think there's, there's a couple of reasons why I think they could be the most likely suitors. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, De Gea is, is, he's been there for, for, a very, very long time now. Hasn't yeah. really been as good as he once was. And uh, I think he's coming up to the end of his contract, I believe. There's definitely some sort of contractual issue there with De Gea. And secondly, is this takeover um, that has been, that mm. is is down the pipeline, you know, if yeah. they are bought by, uh, well, any, any other, any of the names that we've heard, they'll have a lot of money to spend. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, they might look at, at the, as a goalkeeper, at a goalkeeper somewhere um, that they want to invest in. And Martinez is potentially the most obvious choice. He's clearly angling, you know, he's clearly angling for a move, I think. Well, with I think, yeah, with that, if that comment was, I mean, I, I didn't hear it. I didn't, I wasn't there. So I don't exactly know what the veracity of it is, but it's from a kind of trusted source. So it does sound a little bit like he's basically saying he wants to play in the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, which, which you know, as I said, given his his rise so far, he clearly he clearly sees himself getting even further. His 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 ceiling is is high. His ambitions just, are high. Obviously, if you're a footballer, your career is short. I don't. Um, yeah, exactly. He's, he's, and he's I, older now, so he is. He and I, and I don't. Yeah. I don't doubt his love and respect for Villa. I, I think yeah. he has a lot of appreciation for us. He did sign that contract um, before the World Cup. Uh, was yeah. it over the summer? It was over the summer, wasn't it? Yeah, just so, uh, yeah. last summer. Um, yeah. So he signed that contract. So it puts us in a good position in terms of demanding a, a, a sizable fee for him. Yeah, which which is great. Um, and I'm sure if and when he does move on, he'll be very respectful towards the club. Um, and I'll always, you know, appreciate him for what he's done for for us. He truly has been some, like a brilliant character to have in the in yes. the in the in the club and um will go down as one of one of our all-time great great players great and certainly great keepers Absolutely. so yeah but yeah of course i mean going back to your question frankie i will be a, i will be a bit upset but fundamentally we are as i think he said in his comments villa are in a growth phase mm-hmm. and if we sell him for 70 million what mm. you know i don't know 65 70 million 80 million what i don't know then i have full faith in emery and his coaching staff and to to sign a replacement and use that money wisely investing in the rest of the areas of the squad that we need to invest in. So yeah, it's not like the a greedy situation uh, where that rumbled on and on. I think if he was to go, I, I hope that it would happen f- fairly routinely. Um, but uh, who knows, but, but, but yeah, I, I, as I said earlier, like every, every player has a price ultimately and it's and it's whether other clubs are prepared to meet it to allow us to sort of sell him for for what he's worth, which is a lot of money. Yeah, and I think that's a very fair enough way of putting it. I think he's an absolutely fantastic player, and I think that the fact that he won the Copper America and the World Cup whilst being an Aston Villa player that that never goes anywhere. That when he did all that, when he made, when he had those achievements, it was when he was an Aston Villa player, and forever because that World Cup final was so legendary, uh, and it will be legendary, that 3-3. It was one of the greatest games mm-hmm. I've ever seen in my life, maybe the best game I've ever seen. And Emmy Martinez played such a crucial role, not just in the penalty shootout, but also that fight, that saving yeah, made from yeah. Kyle Mwani in the last minute of extra time. 
it was extraordinary. It was absolutely just historically amazing piece of goalkeeping. You know, in England, we talk about the Gordon Banks save from Pele in 1970. And it was of that level. It was just, it is so special. I think that him doing those things as an Aston Villa player can never be taken away. It happened when he was a Villa player. So I think that in itself is something that he's contributed to Villa and he's helped, you know, spread our name across the world because people say, who is this goalkeeper who sticks a trophy on his nether regions? Who is he? And he plays for Villa. And there's a lot of people probably more aware of our club because of him. And I'll always be hugely grateful to see the things he's done for Villa and for Argentina as a result. And also because not just that, but, you know, um, the fact is he would he probably wouldn't have got a starting place for Argentina without him coming to Aston Villa to be a starter. So he'll always have that connection to us no matter what happens. But the fact that the matter is, I'm kind of talking in an almost, you know, sort of um, sad way here. But the fact is, you know, well, no matter what happens, it's win-win for Villa really, isn't it? Because ultimately he signed a contract. There's no reason Villa have to sell him. And no, and there's no guarantee that any club comes in with the kind of bid that actually might be what Villa want. Um, you know, maybe United decide actually, well, you know, De Gea's all right still. Maybe Chelsea decide, I don't, we don't need a new keeper, even though I think they definitely do. Um, or maybe they can't afford it. So then you're looking out to Europe and you're thinking, can Real Madrid, aff- would Real Madrid prioritise a goalkeeper now? With Thibaut well, Courtois? I mean, Courtois? Yeah, Courtois is a very good keeper, yeah. How about maybe Manuel Noor's injured at Bayern Munich? Do they do they want a new keeper? I could I could imagine them maybe doing it. Juventus, well, they're they're not happening. You've Barcelona, no. it ain't happening. No. PSG, where well, they got Donnarumma. So it's not a guarantee. And um, you know, Uno Emery can look at it and say, you know, do you know what? That yes, we are in a building phase. And I understand we're not going to win the trophies that Emmy Martinez can win just yet. But we're certainly capable this summer of building a team that Emmy Mart- that deserves to have somebody like Emmy Martinez in it, because at the moment Emmy Martinez is a level above what Villa are. That's just a fact. In the in, against Man City today, it could have been five nil first half if not for him. That's how brilliant he is. Um, and I think that ultimately, if we're able to say to him, you know what, we have a manager now who is of the level that you are at, and I believe Emi Martin, uh, Unai Emery is, um, and he's capable of building a team this summer around what you you are, then great. Um, and I love the fact we have a player who is just such a winner because at Aston Villa, we've not had that for a long time. I feel like we've been a team that's a bit too passive for a very long time. And he has that kind of bite and fight and quality that I think Villa have not believed in themselves they have. And um, he can help us, I believe, get to another level. But ultimately, as you say, if there's a team to come in with an 80 million, 70 million bid, there's football in it, money talks. But ultimately, I really hope that he is part of our growth process. And yeah, yeah. Well, well, well this, this is um, this is probably the most precarious uh, transfer window in terms of Martinez going because his stock is so high. I mean, I mean, the, yeah, the, the world, yeah, the World sure. Cup is still very fresh in in people's minds. And uh, and so you know his his stock is particularly high and will be over the over the summer. So I think if if he is going to go, 
I, I imagine it will be this summer that it happens. Probably, uh, yeah. you, you know, as we go into if if he if he stays with us then and 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 um, you know we go into the, the the following season, I think there'll be you know other flavors of the of the month in terms of goalkeepers that will maybe catch the eye of of other massive clubs. Um, so so you know who knows and 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 I know it's a it's a daft thing to say, but I think his age might might uh, count against. Uh, him t- to some clubs um, because ultimately you know if you buy a younger player then their value can only go up yeah I think uh, if you're spending so, 80 million on a player who's in his 30s now I think um, that's it's a bit of a risk isn't it, it yeah exactly that's the and, kind of money we're probably asking for which, which personally I think is daft I think when it comes to keeper you know how old is he 30 31 that's still very, very young for a goalkeeper. You know, you've got some top yeah, is, bloody, yeah. bloody Buffon is still playing and he's 42 or something. So, um, so, uh, so yeah. So um, I think this summer is, is, is one to watch with Martinez. And if he sticks around, then I'd be, I'd be much more confident that he, that he honors the rest of his contract, uh, but we shall see. We shall see. Yeah, for sure. Um I mean, I mean, let's not get too carried away early doors. You know, it was just, it was just a comment in the press that's, you know, not. It, it, we 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 can't get too sort of caught up in you know an early a, a comment this early on, and it's probably not something that Villa fans should get too hepped up about just yet. Um, you know, let's just see this season through, see what ha- happens, and um, this summer, uh, I'm sure we'll, uh, you know figure out exactly where we're at. Okay, thank you everybody for listening. I've been your host, George Linsky. Frankie, I'll catch you later. Catch you later, George, up the villa. Up the villa, and it is goodbye from me too. We'll be back again to review the Arsenal game next. That'll be a tough one. Uh, But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. Villa.